This is the Danny Brett Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on Sports Radio 104.3. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we are breaking down a big win for the cadets this past Friday night as they headed down to Jacksonville to take on the bowl school and came away with a 26-7 to win in dominating fashion to break it all down with us as he does every single week. The head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt, joins us. And coach, before we dive too far into the game last Friday, I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way i think congratulations are in order we're named by the savannah morning news uh, as the greatest head coach in the history of the savannah area now i know for a lot of guys maybe in retirement that would be something that you know you take the week you really enjoy but how many minutes did it last for you celebrating that <laughs> well i don't know that i necessarily celebrated it i, I did i did happen to i uh, was sitting at my desk working in um just took a social media break, you know, just kind of pushed back and was checking, and I saw that. And uh, it, honestly, it, I blushed a little bit. It's pretty what a, what an amazing honor that is. And then then we had to put it down and move on. So uh, uh, I didn't even say anything to um, to you know my girls or Steph or anybody. Uh, I think later that day, uh, I you know I, I sent them. Somebody had texted me, you know, kind of the article, and I'd, I'd sent it to, to my girls. But uh, but other than that, that's about all the celebrating we did. I know coaches always say the, the best wins, the next one. So I know uh, in your mind, just getting ready for New Hampstead, that was probably an interesting proposition there, reading about how your, your past accolades there. But uh, for you as a coach, they named all the state championships. But uh, if you do have to just take an overarching look at your job, what is it about – coaching that you do enjoy the most that when you look back and you're going to be like man this is what I miss yeah I mean it's the relationships and and it really is both with the coaches and the players just those relationships that you build and and um you know years ago I got out of coaching uh for two years and uh, I was just an administrator and and I miss that's what I miss the most I miss leading young men I miss working with you know coaches in that type of environment where it's very tense and you get really really close to each other and you know and that sort of thing so the, the that's the biggest part to me of the job is is, is those relationships all right that's enough of just the retrospect we got games to get ready for games to look back at uh Bowl School, an uberly talented team, went to the state championship in 2020. We talked last week about all the great players they put out and all the players uh, that they currently had on their team. But, man, I, I know you're a defensive guy, and you guys have spent a lot of time trying to develop this group. But uh, how, how surprised were you to see how well that defense performed? Because I know it's a team that can be really good uh, in terms of your defense, but we haven't seen them play like that so far this season. Uh, only the one score given up, and it was it took a circus Odell Beckham Jr. kind of catch to even get into the end zone for Bowles. So how, how impressed and how surprised were you by the performance of your defense on Friday? Yeah, very impressed, and, and I'm not surprised. I know they can do it. I've been, I've been knowing that they could be that good uh, the entire year, um, you know, and, and – and, I think bowls fit into to what they did fit into our strengths too, and that's always you know a factor. Uh, you know, with that being said, but I, I thought I thought they played really well. I thought defensively, uh, we were playing really hard and fast, and, and 
you know, for the most part, technically well. And the more things change, the more they stay the same with football. I thought the biggest key on Friday is Bowles was not able to get the running game going whatsoever. And from there, the rest of the offense kind of suffered. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's that's what they were trying to do. And they have really huge interior offensive linemen and were trying to run their big back behind them. And they just could not get it really established. Nothing consistent. Uh uh, I think you're right. Other than that, that really you know big time pass and catch that they had, um, there were you know there were just a few first downs, but there was no real chunk plays, you know, and, and so you know defense was doing really well. I think outside of really the first drive, right, they hit the big tight end a number of times, uh, but that drive kind of stalls out. What were the adjustments you made uh, in terms of covering him? Because that first drive, I think the strategy was pretty clear. Uh, if he's even remotely open you're going to try to throw him the ball because he's 6-6 yeah definitely and and it, it we didn't really change the strategy we, we continued to do what we were doing biggest thing is yeah i mean he was going to get his catches the biggest thing was let's drop him right there where he does and um you know didn't feel like he was as big a threat downfield so you know give him his shorter catches and and you know we've seen on film where he's dropped a couple uh, as well as, you know, then when he does make them, you know, if we can just put him on the ground right there, we can live to, to play another down. And, Coach, we spoke about this on the postgame show, but the secondary, I thought, maybe had their best game of the season just in terms of coverage, being where they're supposed to be, and then maybe the biggest part, communication, right? When you have a route combo coming towards you, which guys are staying with which guys and who's switching off, right? I thought the coverage in terms of communication looked about as smooth as we've seen it all season. You've gotten a chance to go back and watch the film now. Is that something you'd agree with? Yeah, no, it was good. They did a good job. There were a few breakdowns uh, that, that uh, Bowles was not able to take advantage of. So that that's always important, you know, that it doesn't glare as brightly when uh, when they can't take advantage of it. So um, one of them was on the last interception by Cody, uh, which was a great physical play, but um, you know, just kind of was ball that got away from the quarterback on the wheel route. Well, uh, Josh Page drove on the out of the wheel and, and the post went right by him. Thankfully the uh, quarterback didn't see that um, and, and you know and, until he missed that couldn't take advantage of it. So, But I thought we did pretty well overall uh, you know, and that's especially uh, exciting considering that Zaquan played no defense and, and we had a sophomore and a freshman in there um, and Caleb Jones and Mikhail Williams uh, that, that took all the reps. Absolutely, Coach. I did want to talk about Joshua Page for a second because I feel like he's kind of gone uh, unnoticed a little bit, maybe just on this show, but from fans in general. And usually that's a good thing. Uh, I'd say if you're safety, a lot of people aren't pointing at him and talking about him a lot. It just means he's doing his job. But uh, really runs the the lanes well, gets up there and makes tackles at the line of scrimmage uh, and has done a good job, I thought, in the secondary so far this year uh, in terms of his coverage. Just a guy who's back there doing his thing. Yeah, Josh has done a good job. I'm proud of him and very athletic kid. And, and, you know, he hasn't played a whole lot of football uh, because of injuries in the past. And, you know, so he's a senior and getting his shot at strong safety and he's taken it and ran with it and, and done a good job. He's, uh, he's a physical guy and has made, you know, some really good plays, you know, up near the line of scrimmage. Uh, and we just got to continue to help him understand the entire system. 
And then a couple of young guys in the secondary coach. Zachary Maxwell, I thought, uh, had an excellent game. Made a couple of really big tackles in the open field for guys who probably had 50, 60 pounds uh, on him when he was going up to make that tackle. What are you expecting to see out of him? Yeah, Zach's a, a very good football player. He's, like I said, he's not, not a very big kid. Uh, but he, he understands that and uses what he, his size well. He, uh, he tackles well. He puts his face right on their, right in their stomach or right on their hip and, and wraps up and drops them. And, you know, that's, that's what we need him to do. And certainly out there, just like we were saying, hey, that big tight end, 6'6", six, six, tight end, you're, you, you know, you're not going to get a kill shot on him. Just hit him right in the, you know, the upper thigh and wrap up and drop him. So he's done that. He's a very smooth kid. Um, you know, great hips and feet, and you know, in his back pedal, and uh, he does a good job in coverage as well. And then the other guy, I was laughing with Kevin because it looked like we were watching an NFL preseason game. Whenever you see somebody wearing number eighty-nine in the secondary, you know something's changed in practice from the start of the year. Uh, Makai Williams back there, a true freshman, getting significant playing time against a really good school in Bowles. What did he show you leading up to this game that earned him those reps? Well, he's he's a superior athlete and has done really well and just continues to understand varsity football and football at this level more and more. And, you know, with with, with uh, Quan, you know, injured, we just knew we had to, to get him, you know, opportunity, get him reps, and he stepped in and, and did it well. And I want to take a break here. I want to come back talk about the offense because – thought there was a lot of positives uh, coming out of the Bulls win, but still not obviously uh, where the team wants it to be. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more right here on the Danny Britt Show. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show. Recapping a big-time win over Bulls and getting ready to take a look at region play. This is the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside. And Coach Danny Britt, uh, kind enough to join us here. Coach, looking at the offense from the Bulls game, I know early just some stumbles there, but I thought as you got towards the end of the, the end of the first half, it seemed like some stuff started to click. As you guys watched that tape with the offensive staff, what were some of the positive takeaways from Friday? Yeah, definitely a lot of positive takeaways, and we're a little bit spoiled. I think we all are, and certainly from last year because we were just a scoring machine last year. And You play a team like Bowles, and you get down there and get an opportunity to field goal, and you get three points. That's that's good. That's a good situation, especially the way our defense is playing. So we got to realize that, but we're getting a little frustrated with things. And, of course, it all starts with Luke Cromenhawk. And, uh, you know, the few times he, he wasn't seeing things or he thought he had, you know, more pressure than he did. And, you know, we kind of got on to him about that. But then you look and he ends up 19 to 25 for 283 yards and two touchdowns. Also ran for 40 yards. So that's a, that's a pretty daggum good night. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And uh, so we're, we're continuing to, to work there. Uh, you know, five new offensive linemen, as we've mentioned, continuously through the first half of this year, and they're getting better and better, but still learning. Uh, you know, and then we have a number of different guys. Quan, we tried to get him to ball early, and just realized he was not the normal Zaquan that he he is. And other people stepped up. Ladon had uh, you know quite a few catches, and of course Thomas Blackshear ends up seven receptions for 165 yards and a touchdown. So. Um, we, you know, obviously got to get him the rock. 
No, absolutely. I do want to stick with Luke real here, coach, real quick here, coach. I, you kind of said it there, just tempering expectations, and it. How hard is that to do when you know how good he can be? Because you've seen it in practice, you've seen it the last few years, and obviously other coaches have seen it. Or you don't offer a kid who's never taken a, a high school snap at quarterback a a quarterback job in the Power Five, right? So people know how talented he is, and you know how good this offense can be. How hard is it as a staff just to kind of temper your own expectations for where he needs to be at right now? Yeah, you know, it is it is hard because you, you just want to push, 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 and we're going to do that. We're going to continue pushing. We just have to realize, you know, where we're at. I mean, same thing with Holden Gurner uh, a couple years ago. You know, people were like, I just don't know. I don't know if he's got it. And we, we kept saying, oh, he's got it. We just, we just got to be patient and realize it's coming. You know, that's just part of it. And, and we feel that way with this offense, feel that way with Luke. And then Luke can do some things, obviously, you saw in the game the other night. Okay, maybe he, he didn't quite, you know, step up in the pocket like he's supposed to or he didn't get the read that, you know, what we're seeing. But he just he, he was mobile enough to move around and, and, you know, get an open guy. And, hey, we'll take that too. That's, uh, you know, that's awesome uh, that, you know, he has that ability. And we've also been waiting for some targets to step up for him. And I thought on Friday night we saw a couple of guys take the next step. Before the game, talking to you, you said LaDon Bryant had a really good week of practice, and I thought that carried over into the game. A lot of plays that we've seen him where he's open before and the ball just goes through his hands, whether it's a high pass or whatever you may have it, or a drop, he just it doesn't come down with a completion. It seemed like he was catching everything last night how do you explain that as a coach a guy that you've been trying to get the ball to for the past two years and then all of a sudden something just clicked yeah i don't know exactly what it was you know the click was him he like i said he had an incredible week of practice just really was bringing things down and catching with his hands and doing a great job with it all week and and then it showed in the game and uh you know he had five catches i believe and just just really really did a good job with that and, and made some some clutch catches for first downs for us that you know we really need and the other guys Thomas Blackshear and you mentioned him obviously saying that you have to find ways to get him the ball I mean we can just say it over and over again how amazing of an athlete he is and how smooth he is and just the difference that he brings to the offense but I do think that creates a unique challenge one that you guys aren't unfamiliar with but when you have so many talented guys on offense you can kind of get stuck just trying to get everybody the ball how, how do you manage that making sure Zaquan gets his touches Thomas Blackshear gets his touches the Ack Edwards and Sears Samuels how do you manage that you know coach Phillips uh, does a good job of that and he has plans designed you know each week versus the defense we're playing for each guy you know that's you know we want these guys who can really you know really explode we've got to put them in those situations so uh, now they also know, hey, you're going to get this. You're not going to get 20 touches a game, so you better you get your five or six. You better make them count, and that's kind of the way we've been the entire time at, at Benedictine. That I've been here is we have you know enough players. We're going to get them, but you, you get five or six, and, and maybe seven, and, and you better make them count. And we talked about this in the post game as well, Coach. But I thought an excellent night uh, in the kicking game. The only miss you have is from over fifty yards. Uh, but outside of that, four for four uh, on field goals inside of fifty yards, and then kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone. I thought even though they didn't recover it, executing uh, on the the kickoffs where you guys are trying to steal a possession back. Well, just it's a weapon in high school that a lot of teams don't have when you have a good kicker, and it seems like you guys have two. 
We do. We do. We have actually several, and um, they did a good job. Yeah, Hudson uh, missed the first one barely, but, you know, it was a 52-yarder. So, you know, again, in in, in high school, that's as good as a punt. We had a a better than a punt because you got a chance at three points, but then it goes in the end zone and comes back out to the 20, not to the spot. So, uh, it's a good, you know, good weapon. And then uh, Asher kicked everything from the 15 in, and uh, he, he nailed four of them. So uh, obviously a big, big night for them. And, and, and you know, uh, when we could, we were kicking the wind. We had pretty strong wind. So, you know, that's why we were doing more directional stuff when we were going into the wind than, than maybe we would normally do. Um, so, uh, but but yeah, very big weapons did a good job. Asher did a good job punting as well. So, so those 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 things are continuously to be you know be very important. Certainly when you're playing really good football teams. Well, coach, you guys are getting ready for region play, taking on New Hampstead uh, coming up on Friday night. I know a super talented team over there uh, with Kyle Hawkman's Phoenix. When you look at this team that's coming up, coach, I know it's. A squad that's kind of struggled to find their identity, I think, at times, but also a squad now that's led by a senior quarterback in Paulie Seeley and has taken the last two to three years of experience. And I think now you're starting to see New Hampstead take that next step. Definitely, uh, you know, Coach Hopman does a very good job with them, and and Seeley is a good quarterback. You can see what they're trying to do, and it's, it's, it's based on him offensively and what he does. And they have players that are that are playing hard and, and you know playing playing the right way. So definitely a major challenge for us to start region play. And what kind of offense should the cadets fans expect to see? Uh, I I think probably something a little bit similar to what we saw last Friday night with a quarterback that can sling it around uh, and a lot of weapons. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's very similar. You're going to see a spread attack uh, can go into you know the the two back uh, with an H back type look. Um, uh, as well, so you know, running zone, you know, zone inside, outside zone, and then and passing the ball around, some play action as well. Coach, before we let you get out of here, you know, I have to talk a little bit of college football with you. How happy do you think Kirby Smart was on Saturday to see his team, which everybody's been kissing their butts for the first three weeks of the season, uh, actually get punched in the mouth a little bit? I know no coach wants to see another team scoring points on it, but I think in the back of his mind, uh, maybe in the locker room, just talking to coaches. I think he might have been a little bit happy about what happened. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, he's happy. I don't know if that's how you explain it, but uh, but knows in his mind, in his heart, that you know it's what's best for the team on, over the year, and that's what's important. Is because you can, you know, everybody's talking about how great you are, and everybody you're just dominating everybody, and then you get relaxed and. I guarantee you, he, he he is. He's like, okay, here we go. We don't, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you guys to a completely different level now. So uh, you're right. I, I'm sure he was. He's using it to the fullest. It kind of reminded me of Georgia Southern against Alabama from a few years back, where we got the uh, the, the Nick Saban bleep through a tin horn game uh, right there. So right. just a team that's vastly uh, going up against a just a much more talented team but comes in there, plays their hearts out, and makes it way closer uh, than the experts thought it was going to be. So I think any time a reporter maybe thinks about asking Kirby Smart, like, oh, coach, just kind of easy week this week, I think they're going to think twice because he's got that Kent State uh, in, the, in the back pocket now. Coach, I appreciate it, man. We look forward to seeing you out there at Pooler Stadium on Friday night. I know you guys are excited uh, to get in a region play. We're excited too. 
Yes, sir. I'm very excited and look forward to it. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gilkel, glad to have you alongside as we catch up each and every week with one of your cadets. And this week we're joined by a guy who is the leading scorer for the cadets on Friday night. 14 out of the 26 points for your cadets. Uh, He's a senior. Asher Sigmund coming off of a 4-for-4 night. Perfect on extra points. Uh, Asher, thanks for taking the time. And I know you always want to see your team get into the end zone, but it had to feel pretty cool uh, to get out there and get as many opportunities as you did and then come through on each and every one. Uh, yes, sir. I was always prepared to uh, go out. I knew that uh, offense is struggling a little bit this year, so I was ready to go out inside. Well, I kick inside the twenty or 32-yard line and just ready to kick and succeed there. Now, I know it's a big-time moment coming into a game like that, especially when it's close. What's the mentality like on the sideline for you? What's going through your head uh, as you're preparing to go out there and hit these field goals? Uh, I'm just speaking with my long snapper, my uh, Joseph Stover, and my uh, holder, Houston Jackson. We're just getting ready to go out and all getting together and speaking before the kicks. And what's your relationship like uh, with the other kicker, Hudson Grove? What kind of communication do you guys have on the sideline as the game's going on? Uh, yes, we're always talking, uh, knowing what yard line to kick at because he does longer field goals and I do shorter. And we're just always communicating, just talking, practicing to get better. Now, not just football on, on the docket for you. Just talk about what other activities uh, you perform in there over at Benedictine. So, other than football, I play soccer, spring, and I just train in the off season. Now. I know you guys focused on making a run here uh, in region play from last year to this year because you're a senior. Uh, you've been a part of a lot of these teams. From last year to this year, what do you think the next step is for this team to be able to go out there uh, and repeat the kind of run that you guys had last year? Uh, to repeat the run, it's just everybody needs to connect and leadership. It starts all in practice with uh, the seniors just getting everybody together and uh, practicing hard because – uh, if we get to the standard that we were practicing last year, then yeah, we could definitely go all the way this year. Now, I know you're 100% focused on all of that, but what are the plans for you? I know you're a senior, so now looking at colleges. Uh, what are the plans for you after Benedictine? Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking to major in business at, and go to Georgia, but if not, uh, go to Georgia Southern and major in business and look to play soccer in the future. There we go. Asher Sigmund, senior for his for your cadets. Again, four for four on Friday night down in Jacksonville at the Bowl School. Uh, led the team with 14 points coming away with a big-time victory as your cadets now sit at 3-2 and two on the season, getting ready to head up to Pooler Stadium to take on New Hampstead, a 4-1 and one team on the season. If you can't make it up to Pooler Stadium, I know the traffic can get a little bit wild, you can always listen on 104.3. Asher, I appreciate the time, man. Good luck to you guys on Friday night. Yes, sir. Thank you. You've been listening to Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk.